Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Friday, February 19th. And on the podcast today, I'm very happy to welcome a very special guest, former Boston Bruins defenseman and 2011 Stanley Cup champion, Adam McQuaid. Adam recently announced his retirement, and he was, uh, yeah, gracious enough to give me some time this morning to chat, and I'm very excited to bring that conversation to you here in a few moments. Before we get to that, Let me remind you, the podcast is, of course, available on all your podcast apps. So whether you use Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, hit that subscribe button and each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, preferably positively, that would be very much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, the podcast is at LOBostonBruins. On Instagram, LockedOnBruins. And you can find me and my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren on Twitter. The Bruins, of course, did play last night, Thursday evening, losing 3-2 to the New Jersey Devils. Not going to spend too much time rehashing that. The Bruins came out flat, looked out of sync for a large part of the game, gave up a shorthanded goal, uh, another breakaway goal by Kyle Palmieri, Pavel Zaka looked like Wayne Gretzky on his goal. And once the Bruins finally found their steam, uh, they just weren't able to tie the game up late as we have become accustomed to in recent weeks. So pretty disappointing loss. Uh, The injuries on the blue line certainly were glaring in terms of the lack of uh, Matt Grizzlick's puck moving ability. Jacobs Borrell has become a steady presence on the blue line. And uh, hopefully those two guys will be back in action sometime soon. Of course, next up for the Bruins is Sunday's game against the Philadelphia Flyers in Lake Tahoe. The Flyers will be missing a bunch of key players, so hopefully the Bruins can take advantage of that and uh, really um, put on a show here on the big stage. Nobody wants to spend too much time rehashing this loss to the Devils, so let's get to my chat with... Adam McQuaid. He's a native of Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. I believe he has appeared in the eighth most NHL games for a player born in Prince Edward Island. He played for the Bruins for several seasons, 2009 to 2018. Stanley Cup champion helped the Bruins advance to the Stanley Cup final in 2013. He wasn't known for his offense per se, a very tough hombre as Pierre Maguire once called him, and uh, he was much loved by Bruins fans, and I'm excited to bring this conversation here now to you. So please enjoy former Bruins defenseman Adam McQuaid. All right, I'm so uh, happy to be joined on the podcast today by uh, former NHL defenseman Adam McQuaid, who spent quite a bit of his career uh, with the Boston Bruins. And it's always great to be able to connect with, with uh, people who've played for the team. And um, yeah, thanks so much for, for taking some time, Adam. How, how are you doing this morning? Uh, I'm doing good. Thanks. Thanks for 
Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we were talking off off uh, mic that you are back in Boston living now, uh, kind of in the early stages of your retirement, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, living in Boston here right now, kind of, like you said, still kind of figuring out what the next steps are. Right. Um, so a little taking, trying to take a little bit of time. I, I'm a new, uh, new dad. So I'm kind of enjoying, right, yeah, congrats. enjoying that. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm enjoying that time right now. And, um, yeah, we'll see kind of what the future brings. Very cool. So I guess, yeah, you were born in, uh, or on Prince Edward Island. I think you, you have the eighth highest game total from anyone born born in the province i like to talk to people kind of about their their hockey origin stories so kind of who did you watch uh growing up who did you model your game after when you were kind of uh learning the ropes as a as a young defenseman uh yeah so yeah i grew up um on pei or in pei or really <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh yeah actually you know so such a great place to grow up and so proud of, uh, of where I'm from. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I played my minor hockey in PEI up until I was, uh, 16. And at that point I got drafted by the suburb wolves and moved to Ontario. So it was tough, tough to leave home. Um, I was yeah, I bet. body and, uh, pretty leaving, you know, wasn't wasn't just going around the corner it was it was a pretty good distance and but um yeah like uh like i said I, i'm so so proud of uh of where i'm from and try and get home as much as i can and miss certainly these days miss uh, the convenience of being able to go home whenever you want yeah right yeah um yeah beyond that i i i mean oddly enough i was a big fan of goalies growing up oh yeah uh, patrick waugh being one and then uh felix potvin okay. watched a lot of hockey night in canada so you know the canadians and the leafs Great. uh root for those teams a lot and um i think as i got a little older i i kind of i liked watching adam foot play mm. uh, he was a kind of a i mean not necessarily a you know, definitively a defensive defenseman, but he played hard and was strong defensively. And I kind of liked uh, watching him play and had the the good fortune to be able to, well, I don't know if it was my first or, I mean, I only did two training camps in Columbus, the team that I was drafted by originally. Right. And, um, but he was in Columbus when I was there. Oh yeah. So right. I kind of got to rub shoulders with him a little bit. And um, he actually had a little chat with me before my first preseason game and, that was pretty neat. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, why was it that you played in the OHL and not in the Q being from PEI? Was that, or how does that work? I don't even know how that works in terms of the geography yeah. of that. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it was a little different at that time. So okay. this was uh, the 2003 right, draft. Right. Um, that year was the last year that oh, players okay. from, from PEI in Newfoundland at that time could declare whether they wanted to go in the oh, OHL right, or right. the Quebec draft because there was, there were no teams in either province. Right. Right. Um, okay. So that's how that worked. I was, I was the last, like the last year that the Quebec didn't have exclusive oh, okay. rights. To that makes sense. Yeah. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. Best of all, it's free to sign up. Just head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. You can get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. So yeah, you mentioned you were uh, drafted by the Blue Jackets and then uh, became a Bruin. I believe your first NHL goal game winner in uh in montreal if i remember correctly i scored on current bruins goalie yaroslav halak is that is that right am i remembering that right yeah i didn't know i guess yeah i think sorry yes I, it wasn't game, <laughs> i was thinking that I, I was i had to think back whether it was a game winner or not obviously i remember my first goal yeah was bell center yeah i think it was like uh, a 3-0 game and, and it was the first goal of the night so. right okay so there you go yeah um but yeah, I, yeah, no, exactly. Like I said, I, I, I watched the Canadians so much. I was a fan actually of the Canadians, like as a, as a young boy. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty neat to score my first goal there. Uh, yeah, I bet. Pretty, pretty you, lucky oh, goal in, in a lot of ways, but uh, <laughs> I was shooting off to the side of the net for a tip and it went off one of their players and went in, but yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could have left that detail out. Nobody was, <laughs> was different otherwise, but yeah. You still have that puck? I do. I oh, do. very nice. Uh, my parents actually have it, but um, yeah, those are those are the little momentum pieces that you, you like to hang on to. Yeah, very cool. What was it like kind of um... – yeah, you're drafted by Columbus. Mostly started your career playing with the Bruins. What was it like to to jump on with uh, with an original six team and to to play in a city like Boston early on in your career? Uh, it was I I didn't know a whole lot about Boston or the history of the Bruins. Obviously, I knew they were original six team, and right. um, but I didn't know a a ton about the team just being honest when I when I got traded there mm-hmm. but um obviously looking back I'm so fortunate to have had the opportunity to come to Boston it's become you know home away from home yeah uh, I really feel like it's I guess you know the style of play that the Bruins have been known for you know kind of throughout history and what right. has been embraced by the city <laughs> fit my fit my style of game pretty yeah, good definitely. um so yeah i've i've loved every second of living in boston and having been able to be a bruin and uh yeah it uh pretty fortunate for sure that you read the original six and obviously you know winning in 2011 after a long yeah cup drought um to see how we were embraced by the city and a lot of really cool memories here. 
Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I was actually going to to mention that. I, I've spoken to, I mentioned before, I've spoken to Rich Peverly a couple of times about uh, that 2011 team and kind of the special bond that you guys still have. Um, a lot of fans saw that kind of on that Zoom reunion that happened in, in the spring, which was really yeah. fun to watch. Um, I think you were paired a lot with, with Thomas Caberlet. It was actually, I think, just yesterday, the anniversary of his trade to the Bruins. Okay. It was cool to look back at kind of, yeah, Bruins loading up to to make a run that year, adding Caberlet, adding Peverly. Uh, do you have any kind of specific memories of that run or, or things that stand out that, you know, the fans might not have really been in tune with or things kind of behind the scenes that really stick out from that 2011 team or that, that Stanley cup run. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously lots of, there's lots of moments that stick out, but, um, I can, you know, one, one kind of behind the scenes thing, maybe like, so we went, we went down to nothing in the first round against right, Montreal yeah. and maybe it's not, I mean, it, it, it may be, may have been talked about, but, um, at home too, you know, right? Yeah. I, I was going to yeah. say, cause yeah, on top of that, it was at home. So it's a, yeah. you know, it's a pretty big hole usually, uh, to kind of dig yourself out of. And I wasn't uh, feeling too great at that moment. Personally. <laughs> yeah. You probably weren't, you probably weren't the only one, but, um, Mark Recky had kind of just, I mean, obviously like a guy like him, that's now is a hall of famer. Right. Yeah. Um, had so much experience and had won cups and um i just kind of said like you know we're gonna be all right it's we'll take it one game like it kind of the things you would expect to say but coming from him just the way he said it it was like kind of like okay like you know let's take a breath and right we can uh we can we can do this and we when we went up to montreal we ended up going uh, we didn't stay in montreal between games we went to lake placid oh right yeah um so i was kind of neat we just kind of got away kind of got to spend more time with with one another and kind of in a different setting and i feel like that kind of reinvigorated us and brought the group together and um i was probably i feel like it was a turning point obviously at that point because you can kind of be like all right like is it going to be difficult or you can just kind of put your work boots on and right get, get back at it and i think that's what we did so that was, I mean, of many memories, that's kind of something that sticks out to me. I imagine that experience, you mentioned going down 0-2 to the Canadians in the first round, and you guys actually went down 0-2 to the, the Canucks in the final. So I imagine that experience against Montreal kind of helped you guys regroup after those, because they were pretty close games in Vancouver. Uh, and then you guys came home and and beat the, uh, the Canucks pretty handily on home ice. Did that experience in the first round kind of help you guys pretty stay even keel in the, in the final going down two nothing to the Canucks? Yeah, I would say for sure. I think um, like you had hinted at, like we, they were super close games. you know, one, one was overtime, one yeah, was right. like, you know, a late goal. So, and we knew we, we knew we didn't, play our best either so there was some reassurance in knowing that like okay we're we're right here we're right in it and we we still right. have better um and having gone through it of course having gone through it um knowing that we could do it and that we had done it already and it was possible and 
I think even just the year before, like we were being up three, nothing and having yeah. Philly come back on us, you know, like right. it, it, uh, it made you realize that it, it, nothing was over until it was over. And so even, even getting through Philly in the second round, being up three, nothing and being able to close it out, yeah. like putting some closure on that. And, you know, it just, all those moments, you know, it, it kind of raised the level of belief maybe a little bit. Right, right, right. Uh, probably one of my favorite moments, you alluded to it earlier that you perhaps weren't known uh, for your offensive game primarily. A lot of physicality, hitting, the occasional uh, fisticuffs mixed in there as well. But uh, one of your goals that really stands out to me was in uh, a couple years later, 2013. I think it was game four against the Penguins, and you scored uh, the first goal of that game um to help get you guys back to the final does that goal stand out at all or is that one of the the big moments that uh that you kind of look back on with with the team yeah definitely from from a goal scoring standpoint I mean like like you said I I can pretty much remember every goal I scored (laughs) but that was uh that was that was obviously the biggest one um in a, in a tight game, zero zero, um, to score the only goal and have it be a, you know, a series clinching goal to move on to the finals. Yeah, it was exciting. Uh, it was nice to be able to to add uh, in, in a way that I don't normally do. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely as far as goal scoring uh, is concerned, that that goal is definitely the probably the most outside of my first goal that, you know, the most important and most exciting one. Yeah. Very cool. I guess that experience that year kind of compared to 2011 when you guys were able to, to lift the cup and then falling short a bit against the, the Blackhawks. I'm sure the disappointment there was, uh, was pretty big. What, uh, did you take any kind of life lessons from that experience or, um, yeah, just not being able to get uh, get the win there in 2013 after a pretty promising playoff run. What what was that like? Um, kind of in the the days afterwards, dealing with that disappointment or, or falling short, kind of thing. Yeah, um, it was tough. Obviously, like to, I think we uh, felt like things were lining up similar to maybe 2011 being down three, two and yeah, trying to, you know, we were, we were pretty close to forcing a game seven and going, you know, the kind of similar play out, not, not quite in the sense that we were, we were up to two, one in the series at, at one point, which obviously wasn't the case against Vancouver, but um, you know, I don't know if having won a couple of years before made it any easier or not, mm-hmm. but I think, like for me, my that was my first full year, 2010 and 11. So right, right. My first in, in my first three years, you go to the finals twice. And it's yeah. kind of like, okay, we won once, you know. Okay, we lost. Well, we'll get we'll get back and we'll do it again. Like, I think in some ways, I was a little naive to be to realizing uh, how how difficult it was to get there right. and how few and far between those opportunities were. So. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like one of it's one of those things like in life where you 
you experience the highs and you experience the lows and you're able to kind of keep things somewhat of an even keel. Like having one, it was amazing. It was amazing. And something that we have like as a group we have forever. And I mean, we come on and get to talk to you and we get to talk about that. Right. So it's like, it's something that you, you continue to be able to talk about, but, um, even when we won, you know, the next day the sun came up and life <laughs> right. moved on. And, yeah. And you kind of have to try and have a similar approach uh, when you go through difficulties like like losing like that. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Right now there's a flash sale for the Coconut Puff Bar. It's got luscious chocolate, soft marshmallow inside, made with premium collagen protein blend. 16 grams of protein, 130 calories, only 6 grams of sugar, and best of all for me, it's gluten-free. It's also preservative-free. Limited time only. There's a one-day sale. Go to BuiltBar.com. Order now the Coconut Puff Bar. You will not regret it. Fridays on Locked On NHL, Joe DiBiase of Locked On Sabres and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers Get together to round up the biggest stories of the week in the NHL and get you ready for the league's busy weekend slate of games. From breaking down the latest blockbuster trades to sizing up the rivalry matchups on Saturday night, Joe and Tom have every angle of the league covered to close your week. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Right, yeah. And you mentioned, yeah, those opportunities, you think they might just be there you know, all the time the Bruins did make it back in 2019. And I think that from my perspective, that's a great credit to kind of the the leadership core that they have in the room. Like we all think of Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, Chara was still there. Um, what kind of impact did, did those guys have in the room and how, I don't know, from my perspective, it seems like the Bruins have been able to stay fairly competitive, like over the past decade, because of those core guys that have been there uh, for that, for that time. Um, can you speak to that a little bit, like how influential those, those guys in the room and how kind of the, the team feel that's, that's built because of that uh, kind of group leadership dynamic that's uh, that they have in Boston? Yeah, no, it's uh, I, you're, you're right. It's, I think in large part, the success has been, because of the leadership group there and um, the way they lead on and, and mainly off the ice too. So um, it's just, uh, I think those guys bring a, a real f- focus and um, you know, they do a great job of bringing everyone together and you know, kind of getting everyone pulling in the same direction, which, maybe isn't always easy when you have 20 plus different guys. Right. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I couldn't speak highly enough of, of all those guys, Z and Cratch, Berge, Marshy, Tuca, uh, guys that have been there for a long time. I think they're, you know, fortunate to have guys like Rex come through and, um, Jerome McGinley and you know Sean Thornton, Andrew Ferentz. These guys were all really, really Yager, good. Uh, Yager was there for a bit. Type guys. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, 
I'm sure those guys would say they learned from some of those guys too, but mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the core there, I think is, is what, what drives the ship for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's uh it's definitely still very weird to see Chara in the Capitals uniform this season. I don't think anybody's really gotten used to, to watching that yet. Yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been weird. And, you know, I, I think like the thing with those guys is they, they're so, um, the expectations are so high and they, and, and it starts with themselves. Right. So right. like, um, and that just, and when you have leaders that are, are that way, then it's just a, a trickle down effect on, on everybody else. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, back in the summer, I uh, was able to talk to uh, Dave Ripper, who's the Bruins team chaplain, and he kind of told the story of how you guys connected. I think, if I remember correctly, you were going to his church and just kind of approached him after a, a service one Sunday morning and connected that way. Um, started a small group that kind of grew over time. How important was that uh, connection to have with that group kind of within the hockey world and just to kind of, like you were saying earlier, it's keep that even keel, keep things in perspective. I imagine this kind of small group Bible study um, was really helpful in the day-to-days of, of the hockey grind and the ups and downs. Yeah, no, it, uh, yeah, it was something that, you know, we didn't, well, originally when I was in Providence, it was the first time I was introduced to hockey, hockey ministries and having chapels. Right, and, right, right. Um, you know, it was something that I really needed and really enjoyed, um, you know, to kind of be poured into a little bit spiritually and, you know, to kind of continue to grow in my faith and to be able to do that with some teammates. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it's something that – what. I really missed early on in my career and um, as I probably as I got a little older, maybe a little more comfortable, um, it, it ended up coming together that we were able to start a chapel with, with the, with the Bruins and it just kind of grew like organically with guys that um, either were currently there or, you know, a lot of new faces that came in that were interested in joining the group. So um, Dave has done, he's done an amazing job like with leading and mentoring that group. And I know for me, um, it really, you know, it really helped me, uh, you know, through some difficult times with, with injuries and Mm. um, just it's, it's weird because you get caught up in, you know, maybe people don't realize as much of, of the grind of playing and you're, Right. You're thinking so much about, I mean, I, I watch now and sometimes I forget of like, you know, what the guys are going through physically and maybe mentally with how they're playing or challenging, you know, being challenged in different ways. Um, just, you know, all on top of living, being, you know, having normal lives that may have challenges as well. So right, yeah. Um, anyway, the, the group has been great, I think, for guys to be able to come together and talk about, talk in ways that they don't normally do and, in a locker room setting or whatever, like right. where you can talk about things that are bothering you or whether it's within the game or outside the game. And um, it only brings people closer together when you can share in your faith and your struggles and right. um, 
help one another through different things. And I think that translates onto the ice. I don't know if, you know, I, I think it helps the success that the team's had lately, you know, guys being close like that and close yeah. in that way. So, um, sorry, long-winded answer. No, but, no. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I have that kind of background as well. Went to school, like Christian college and things like that. So I really, yeah, I'm, I'm super interested in kind of how it, uh, works kind of behind the scenes in the hockey world for sure. And I can imagine even, especially this season or the past year or so, how much uh, value is placed on that just with guys kind of being more isolated with all these protocols and, uh, you know, not being able to get together the same ways just to have that kind of deeper connection, I'm sure is, is really helpful in these, yeah, crazy COVID protocols and uh, like if a guy's injured, can't really interact with people as much, things like that. I'm sure it's super important just to have those deeper connections and to be able to, to talk about, yeah, more important uh, kind of yeah, deep life stuff is, is really, is really cool to see. And I was, yeah, talking to Dave, it was just amazing to see how that has trickled through the team um over the last number of years and it's uh it's cool to see yeah how you kind of helped grow that i think it's a great legacy that uh you've left with the bruins as well as kind of the the on ice stuff as well for sure yeah well i mean i think ultimately especially me but like you know most guys the hockey is going to come and it's going to fade away and right you know like even even if your name is is like you know in the hall of fame or it's just like what's ultimately what difference does it make if you haven't left a positive impact on on those around you right um you know i think um yeah just being able to like i said early in my career I, i was not very vocal and probably you know, about my faith and, and probably in, in ways what didn't live it out as much as I wanted to as well. But as I got older and probably more mature in my faith and still growing in, in that, in, in my faith, but right. um, it, uh, it was something that I thought was really neat because it was something that I, for a long time, I had a hard time figuring out like how I could be both a, hockey player and, and a, a Christian at the same right. time playing the way I was and <laughs> um, stuff like that. But um, I was able to find a lot of purpose in, in uh, reconnecting, I guess, like more spiritually and great. Uh, yeah. It was, it was, it was awesome. It was, those are some of my, some of my great memories for sure. From, from that's really playing. cool. I really, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, just a couple of questions to wrap up. I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, you mentioned you're in Boston. They played last night. Have you been able to watch a lot of the Bruins games this season? What are your thoughts on kind of what, uh, what they have going on so far this year? Yeah, I, I haven't watched every game, but I've, I've, I've watched majority of the games. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the record kind of speaks for them for, for themselves. I mean, they've, they've been, I think they've been doing really well. Obviously the comebacks have been huge. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, if it wasn't, it might be a little a bit of a different story if if some of those games yeah. didn't go the way they did. But they almost did know. it last night too, but just fell yeah. short a little bit there. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think it's been obviously the the big question mark or un, un, uncertainty was losing some guys in the back end. Great. And, um, I've been impressed with how the young guys have come in and played. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, Kevin Miller is, you know, coming back from a long road with his injury uh, to his knee has looked really good and pretty, pretty happy for him. I know that he's been, been through a lot and get back to playing and he's looked like a, like his old self. And I think he's brought a, brought a lot uh, to the table for that group. So I don't know, it's going to be fun. It's, it's a deep team, you know, they have a, have a, a deep lineup and, Again, like we said, with with the core there and guys that seem to just kind of come through in the clutch when they when they need to. So yeah, definitely it's been fun to watch. They got a, an outdoor game coming up this weekend. I know it'll be a bit different because there's not going to be any fans. But uh, what can some of those younger guys kind of expect from that outdoor game experience? From kind of the ones that you were able to play in. How I think there was how many did you play in? A, a couple, two, three. The, um, I really, I only actually played in one. Okay. The, uh, the Gillette, uh, Gillette stadium. One. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I was with the team for, I, I just got called up, um, right before the Fenway. Oh, right. Yeah. So I was like, I got to take warm ups and okay. practice. And so I kind of got, I mean, I got a feel for it a little yeah. bit, but, um, you know what it's, it's, from a lot of guys, it's kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity. Maybe if you play for the Bruins, it's not. You just <laughs> yeah, seem to play quite a few, but it's like four or five, um, I think now. Yeah, so it's it's neat because it kind of brings you back. I mean, most guys have had experiences playing on outdoor rinks, right. ponds, or you know, um, even thinking back on like parents or that have built rinks for you, and you right, know, it right. just kind of brings you full circle a lot of times. So there's some reflection there that goes into that. And it's like, reminds you of your, you know, the initial love that you had for the game that was really like really pure and simple in in a lot of senses. But, um, you know, at the same time, it's like, I, I found the game at Gillette, like I found it kind of hard to to play and just like the, the glass, not having like the glass, like being like close to the stand, just kind of like the, the visuals and, um so there's like there's some adjustments that like you kind of have to make yeah i bet um, especially for I this bet. one because there's gonna be like I mean, this scenery in the background like mountains and water it'll be <laughs> i'm sure it'll be a lot different uh, uh tracking ex- the exactly i was just gonna say like exactly exactly that that's what i was gonna say like this one will be it'll be really interesting because it'll be i mean you'll have to really i think really focus on like you know and uh but at the same time it's like totally unique like it's not like it's not like any of the outdoor games of the past that have been played in stadiums Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so yeah uh, Yeah, it's it's gonna gonna be be it's gonna be cool to watch i think they already bumped up the start time because of concerns about it being too sunny in the afternoon so they bumped it up an hour even just looking ahead to, to what the conditions are going to be like. So it's going to oh, be no fun way. to watch for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just to wrap up, you mentioned kind of retirement. What have you been up to in the last uh, little bit now after you announced your retirement? Um, yeah. What's, what does life look like post hockey for you at the moment? Um, I mean, recently I've just, I've become a, a father for the first time. Right. Right. Yeah. Almost, almost seven week old son. So been just spending a ton of time with him and um you know anyone that's a parent kind of knows what comes with having a, yeah. a newborn so um yeah I've been kind of trying to enjoy that time as much as I can I've trying to remind myself that I'm I'm fortunate to be able to have this quality time with him right mm-hmm. now and uh, beyond that I I don't really no, it's it's a, obviously it's a strange time right now to try and make many decisions and you know so we'll see what comes i i think it'll be difficult for me not to be you know in, involved in hockey in some capacity whether it's like a grassroots level mm-hmm. or whether i try and do something more uh, pro level or whatever i i don't really know but um i'm sure i won't be just walking away from the game cold turkey right, or right. anything like that but do you see yourself just, like maybe coaching one day or front office stuff or what kind of role would you uh i don't know i don't know if i i never really thought i would be a coach but you know i i would like to find ways to just help people sure, and, yeah. you know positively impact uh either you know most most importantly just people in in general but you know if it's it's through hockey and as hockey players and then like i said as as people i don't know what that looks like but um i think just yeah something something along those lines so we'll see kind of what how that develops but very cool. I always like to kind of wrap up by asking people if they have any uh, like show recommendations or something good you've been reading lately. What uh, what have you been watching to to stay busy other than hockey? Anything good? Uh, what have we been watching? My wife and I just started watching uh, Yellowstone, that Kevin Costner show. Okay. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, it's really. What good. do you think of it? I like it a yeah, lot. Yeah. We, uh, we had just yeah. thought started, we, we were, had just watched justified uh, that Timothy Oliphant okay. show. And it's pretty similar to that. And I, yeah, I really like it. It's pretty good so far. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say we, we, before the baby came, we were watching, uh, we had watched the first two and a half seasons of Yellowstone. Oh, nice. Kinda, it kind of got sparked at, uh, I don't know how far you're you're into it, so I won't say too much. Yeah, we're just like yeah, four or five episodes so far. Okay, okay, yeah. So, um, I also I like I really like the show. This is us, which is a little bit more. Oh about, yeah, no, man. Know, yeah, sentimental family kind of. Yeah, we type, watched that uh, too. We're a couple episodes yeah. behind, but uh, yeah, I, I I no problem admitting that I'm fully uh, fully caught up and on board with that one too. <laughs> <laughs> it's good yeah so those uh yeah those have been the, the most recent ones very nice yeah, yeah cool 
Well, Adam, uh, I can't thank you enough for taking some time to chat uh, today. I really do appreciate it. And of course, congrats again on, on the new baby and wish you all the best kind of as retirement progresses and excited to see kind of where you land in the hockey world moving forward. And hopefully we can check in again uh, at some point down the road for sure. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Ian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no appreciate problem. It. Have a great weekend. You too, man. All right. Take yeah. care.